Hello everyone, I want to thank you so much for tuning into the day to the local DMV Business and Leisure Podcast. Thank you so much. I know you could be anywhere doing anything. We appreciate you take the time, taking time to spend time with us. I'm Lisa, your co-host of the local DMV Business and Leisure Podcast, a digital marketer, product launch expert, as well as a content creator. You can follow the podcast on the DMV Business and Leisure on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook at local DMV Biz, Biz, B-I-Z, and Leisure on Facebook. So please check us out there. We have uh, a lot of events and information we post. We run contests occasionally. So please do check us out on those platforms. But now on today to our awesome guest, which I'm so excited. Gardner Douglas is, is our guest today. And he has really become just an awesome friend to the podcast but here we go. He is a nationally ranked oyster shocker for more than 10 years. He is an army veteran, a podcaster, a YouTuber, an oyster whisperer, and a family man. He has an, a YouTube channel, Oyster Ninja. He has a podcast called the Oyster Ninja Podcast. Please be so kind to check him out on Instagram. Um, there's always a lot of great things he's posting there on s.s.shucking, s h-u-c-k-i-n-g and also um, they have a shop at five store where you can buy some awesome oyster ninja merchandise so it's oyster ninja uh, pc dot my shopify so it's oyster ninja pc dot my shopify so please check out some of those awesome locations for his podcasts and also um, some of those awesome oysters so i will say this so we're going to get right into it we always have some critical questions here we like to ask here on the podcast. So we're going to start off first, Gardner, with are you a DMV native or newbie? And can you share three hidden gems um, that you enjoy in the DMV area, which is D.C., Maryland, and Virginia? Please share those if you can. Thank you so much. Hey, what's going on, good people? It's Gardner Douglas, your oyster ninja. My name is Gardner Douglas. I am a nationally ranked oyster shucker here in the DMV, loving it. D.C., Maryland, Virginia, not DMV like the DMV to go get your car straight, the DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Like I said, I'm from the Eastern Shore, but I've been in the DMV area since 2015. I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Places I like to go, which I would also even call a hidden gem. I got to say the wharf. Yeah, I got to say the wharf. The wharf is like real cool. It's a little bit of everything down there. Of course, fresh seafood. I love seafood. So my favorite things to get from the wharf are crab legs, steamed crabs, of course, oysters on the hash shell. My dad shucks down there also. And now they got the ice cream spot down there. That's a cool spot too. Another hidden gem in DC that I actually, I went there this weekend and was jam packed. That's the Arboretum. But if you get there first thing in the morning, it's real calm and solace and all that good stuff. I think I use that word right, maybe not. But I love the Arboretum. Real, real quiet, plenty of plants, plenty of trees, plenty of trails. And then they got the big statue in the menu. It's real cool. What were your early career interests as a child? Did you have an early interest in the sea and marine life? As a child, I thought I was gonna be an architect, honestly. All through school, all through school, I went to 
you know, technical drawing classes, engineering classes, uh, architecture. Uh, even uh, after I graduated, I went to or I went through the computer aided drafting and design program at the uh, community college, Eastern Shore Community. And I finished that and I knew I was going to be an architect. But what happened? I couldn't find a job. And like most at that age, I didn't really want to move because I didn't know anybody. And, you know, all my friends had pretty much left and went colleges out of state, pretty much had to start my own path. What did I do? I um, started working at Pizza Hut. They liked my work ethic and I became manager, I think, after a year, uh, shift manager after a year. And I stayed there for like four years. Uh, I met my dad. Yes, met my dad. Um, and uh, he taught me about oysters and he taught me how to shuck oysters. Just that love rained all over me. In 2010, 2009, 2010, I joined the Army National Guard. In 2013, I deployed to Afghanistan, came back, wanted a stress-free job. So I started shucking oysters and here we are, the Oyster Ninja, <laughs> a nationally ranked professional oyster shucker. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. What were three awesome things that you did while you were in the service? While I was in the military, I got to do some pretty cool things. I guess even for me, and when I was talking to you, Lisa, I took for granted how cool being in the military is. I mean, you get to shoot big guns, right? Throw grenades uh, during basic training. Do all kinds of crazy stuff that I really took for granted. And even like just the obstacle courses is pretty cool. But I think the funnest thing was shooting big guns and learning how to shoot. Because even though I was from the country, the so-called country, uh, I really didn't know a lot about uh, guns and shooting and all that kind of stuff, the skill of it. And I think I can thank the military for you know, teaching me how to shoot properly. Another cool thing I did. So while I was in the National Guard, we helped some people in the neighborhood. Like it was during a hurricane, I believe a hurricane or a tornado, one of them, but I don't know. The winds were strong. It was flooding everywhere on the Eastern shore. And they called on us. We got activated because in the National Guard, you only do one week in a year, two weeks a year. But yeah, they called, we got activated, and that was our job to go basically rescue people out of their houses. Water was waist high and higher, depending on how tall you are. Houses were flooded. We helped elderly people out of their homes, helped them come to uh, places like schools and stuff that were holding people. It was crazy. And I think the craziest thing is like when you watch TV, you always see like the tornadoes blowing people and literally like that's what the wind was doing the wind was taking us away but I'll, I'll never forget those experiences with that experience in particular and then of course uh deployment uh, going to Afghanistan that was um mind-blowing to see how people live in a third world country and you know we really take for granted here in the United States of how blessed we are and how easy we really have it. That, that was, I think those are like the three biggest things that stick out to me uh, in my military career. Veterans do so much for our country and contribute a great deal to the world. I know this is a hard question to boil down that enormous impact full experience um, in the military, but here goes my question. What are two things that being in the military taught you about business? The two biggest things that the military has taught me about being in business, one, 
And honestly, I can say I, I got these lessons from my grandmother also, but the military really brings something out of you um, that other people don't get instilled. So I don't take this lesson for granted. You know, treat people the way you want to be treated. When you come into the military, everybody is, and you, I, I guess I can say this, but everybody's broke down to the same level. You know what I mean? Nobody is bigger than the next person. And the military really teaches that we are all the same. Don't matter how much money you got back home. Don't matter what female or male you got waiting on you. In that moment, in that time, we're all right here. We're side by side going through the same stuff. Treat people how you want to be treated. And don't think you're bigger than the next person. Try and look past somebody that may not have as much as you or is not as fortunate as you. So I think that's the biggest lesson. And that really goes to my great customer service. You know, I treat people the way I want to be treated. I really uh, take care of my customers who I don't even feel like are customers. I feel like they're just part of the oyster family, my oyster community. I, you know, if they bought dozens after dozens, you know, from me week to week, why wouldn't I give an ounce of caviar or free oysters or some oyster ninja swag? I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned uh, just coming up in the military. Where did this passion for oysters come from? So my passion for oysters comes from my dad, really. Honestly, he, he put that passion in me. Just going with him to these special events like in shucking oysters, a lot of people wouldn't really find this fun, I guess, this lifestyle that I, I've chose. But it's fun to me. I mean, meeting new people, talking to people, finding out their story, and just, you know, having a good time, putting a smile on, a smile on somebody else's face. Uh, is, is really where my passion for this oyster thing comes from. And now just trying to grow it into a, a larger business with the Oyster Ninja swag and the YouTube videos and the podcast and just really growing a family. It's been a, it's been a fun ride and I, I'm really enjoying it. I always tell my you know followers, I appreciate everything you do. I have some kind people, just great people. Just they always look out for me when opportunities, they, they say, yeah, I know a guy. And, you know, just word of mouth means so much to me for you to give a recommendation is, is real huge. So thank you guys. The DMV is known casually for crabs, but oysters are best known from an ecological perspective about their Im positive impact on the environment. It seems like we should give oysters more kudos in the DMV and beyond. Could you share with us the relationship between the environment, oysters, as well as uh, how that relates to the DMV? So oysters are really important to the environment. Without oysters, we really wouldn't have, you know, healthy fish and crabs and a healthy ecosystem. Oysters help uh, filter the water all these creatures, sea creatures live in. So oysters are really great for the environment because they filter the water. So they take all the bad stuff out of the water and shoot it out. It doesn't harm them. You don't have to worry about that uh, when eating oysters, but they're, they're just, they protect, they create a habitat. They protect the crabs. They give the, like the little fish, you know, places to hide. They give the crabs places to hide. That's what the oyster reefs. So yeah, oysters are really important to the environment. They filter the water. They, the bay, a better place to stay. <laughs> How did you come up with the name for your company? So the name of the company is SS Shucking. The name of the podcast is the Oyster Ninja Podcast. SS Shucking came from basically the name of my dad's business was Sam Sam Shucking Service. Uh, when I moved up here to DC, he was basically like, 
hey man, you need to make this your own. You're doing way more things that I could ever think of. So make it your own. So I just cut it down. I went to SS Shucking. I've been loving it ever since. Not even trying. I just gave it that nautical feel with the SS like on boats. So it just fit. You know, when I was just starting out, people were saying, are, are you SS Shucking? You know, talking about the Instagram. So yeah, that's me, SS Shucking. That's how the name started. It's pretty cool. What makes your oysters extra tasty? You know, could you give us a hint about your secret sauce? So the thing to me, honestly, the thing that makes oysters so tasty is just because they taste like the environment. They taste where, like where they come from. If that water is clean and mineral and, you know, whatever, it just, it just, the oyster soaks up that flavor and just really brings all that flavor to your tongue this is the best way to put it the if the oyster is salty i mean if the water is salty if you, if you're coming from like the ocean or the seaside your oyster is going to be salty that's what that's what brings you know the flavor to oysters as far as you know toppings i always like to put uh pickled onions on my oysters and clams not to cover the taste of the oyster but just really add to it i mean it gives it that nice crunch and it's a good uh, good way to get oyster nine lovers into oysters because a lot of people say the texture is why they don't eat oysters that crunch from the onions really helps them take it down and really, you know what these are pretty good so the, the pickled onions does that so that's my secret sauce don't tell nobody else that's how i get everybody eating oysters could you help us in terms of with your expertise you know educate us about buying and eating oysters so i got three tips for you for when you're buying oysters from a grocery store Tip one, tip one would be ask for the tag. Now on that tag, you're going to see where the oyster is from, when it was harvested, when it was shipped, all that good stuff. Just ask for the tag. That's how you see how fresh your oysters are. Uh, that's tip one. Tip two, if they don't have the tag, but they should, just ask the uh, salesperson, the fishmonger, whoever, hey, when were these oysters harvested? When were they harvested? Where were they harvested at? That's going to tell you what's the flavor profile. So that's be a better question. Ask the, ask the fishmonger, when would it, what's the, what's the flavor profile of these oysters? What are these oysters going to taste like? What should I pair these oysters with? Your fishmonger, your oyster shucker, your whoever should know all of these questions or should know the answers to these questions. They really should. The last tip is just look at the oysters. Look at the oysters. If you look at the oysters, and the shell is open, don't fool with them. If you look at the oyster and the shell is broke, don't 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 fool with it because all the oyster juices has came out. If you're if he's putting your oysters in a bag and you hear a hollow sound, don't fool with it. Those oysters are bad. Those oysters are very bad. So yeah, those are my three tips for buying oysters in the store. Awesome to have you on the podcast and I'm very excited to share with them on an upcoming episode. So my favorite episodes of your podcast, could you please let our audience know where they can find you, what magical things you have going on so we can, they can connect with you and get some of those oysters and listen to your podcast. So where can we find you next and what awesomeness do you have going on? So right now you can find me on most Saturdays delivering oysters uh, in a DMV area. You know, if you want to make an order, just 
you know, hit me up on Instagram at s.s.shucking. Uh, I'll get the minimum of two dozen oysters. I deliver them to you. Shuck on the half shell with a side of pickled onions. They're so delicious. And I think the secret to my success really is I just provide fresh, fresh as the key, shocked oysters. Majority of the time, the oysters haven't been out the water, you know, two to three days. And I go pick them up from my distributor and I shuck them fresh and they taste just like they came out the water. So, and that's what sets me apart from other uh, companies, companies and businesses. So yeah, try the Oyster Ninja. I will not disappoint. So yeah, and then of course, also you can find me on Instagram at s.s.shucking. Uh, you can find me on YouTube where I'm teaching pe- teaching you how to shuck oysters and all about oyster education. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening.